Welcome, welcome, welcome to a, another episode of the Sideline Junkies. Happy Monday to everybody. Uh, happy Veterans Day to everyone. I'm glad you're with us. Hope you're having a pleasant day. Uh, I'm BJ. I'm joined tonight with KG and Big Jim. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's happening, brother? How you feel? How you hey, feel, Jim? Right. Good, good. All right, all right. Hey, man, tonight's episode, we're going to be touching a lot of NBA. Um, we're going to talk about uh, just general NBA news. We're going to touch on uh, – we're going to get, get Jim's take on the Lakers and what's going on in, in uh, Staples Center out west. Uh, touch on the Wizards a little bit. They did win tonight against Orlando. Uh, brings their record to three and nine. Um, and, then, you know, of course, the Jimmy Butler trade. So we'll get our thoughts on that. And uh, we have a little surprise at the end of the show. Sideline Junkies will be making an announcement. So stay tuned for that. So, fellas, let's dive into it. Let's let's go right to uh, Jim. I know you you got some things to get off your chest and, and some things to talk about with the Lakers, about what you like out there, what you get, what you don't like out there, what what the King is giving you, what he isn't giving you. Um, give us um, give us your take on that team so far up to this point. Well, this team is a uh, lacking defense, man. Um, even the King is not running out to close out shots. Um, I think, you know, the first couple of games, he missed two crucial free throws to take the lead in the game. I believe it was against the Spurs, and he missed both shots. And then last night, Deja Vu, he missed both shots, both free throws. And luckily, Kyle Kuzma was able to get the rebound and put it back up, and then LeBron finished it off with a dunk. And Tyson Chandler saved the game at the end by blocking a little floater by Trey Young. So this this team, I'm not I'm not truly disappointed yet, but I'm on the verge. Especially when you see the best player, the so-called best player in the NBA on the team is not closing out on defense. Um, what's going to inspire the young guys to want to close out too? Um, they're switching is poor. Uh, they it looked like they don't communicate. Uh, I wasn't too happy when they were running a small ball with Kyle Kuzma in the middle because he just wasn't physical enough to um, out-muscle the, uh, the opponent's center, and it put them at a, a real rebounding disadvantage. But now since they traded for Tyson Chandler, that gives them a big man on the floor pretty much all the time once JaVale McGee sits down which I'm happy for the Tyson Chandler well, buyout and so-called pickup by the Lakers. Uh, I'm just looking for more consistency. Uh, I need the King to, to hit his free throw. Because if I'm an opponent right now, I'm sending him to the free throw line and forcing him to make both free throws. Last night, all he had to do was make one. He missed both of them. So I'm putting the pressure on him. And, you know, it's, it's early in the season. And, I, and I'm looking for some some ups. I'm enjoying Kyle Kuzma. I'm hoping Lazo Ball gets his jump shot together. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I'm still waiting for him to step up out there uh, to get more consistent with that shot. Uh, Jason, Josh Hart, you know, he's coming off the bench. And, you know, I just hope for some good things. You know, it's early season. Hope for some good things as they start to, to um, build uh, chemistry 
And I hope they stay away from uh, Carmelo Anthony if he's truly gone from the Houston Rockets. <laughs> hey, man, that's what I was going to ask you next. And, and I, I definitely agree with you. I think that it's definitely a chemistry issue. I don't think you you just put a team together and be like, hey, and, and you poke them with a stick, be like, hey, go play. Go do stuff for us. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, it takes time. You have to build chemistry. Guys have to learn each other. And I think that's a – a 20 to 30 game process when you get somebody new in there sometimes you jail right away kind of like uh, uh Dwayne and LeBron did uh when in their situation you just jail with somebody and sometimes that happens and then like the Lakers put a whole new team together you yes. know b- besides a couple of people so it's like hey, what do you expect from them they're gonna it's gonna be growing pains you know but at the same time, like you said, Jim, the Kings should be making free throws. Well, uh, well let me let me play devil's advocate real quick. Uh, as for his career, he's a seventy three point nine percent free throw shooter. Not Le- saying that LeBron? that's good. LeBron seventy three point nine. That's pretty bad. I, yeah, I thought I thought he would be like eighty three, eighty four percent. He's. Uh, this season, seventy three point six, as with you know, after thirteen games, so this is nothing new. It's more scrutinized now, but I mean, you got to look at it like this: everybody doesn't stay after and shoot a hundred free throws. You know, pick that spot in the middle of the, of the free throw line, line up, and shoot a hundred free throws every night after a game. Everybody doesn't do that anymore. It's not all about free throws anymore. It's all about uh, the long ball. So I'm just playing devil's advocate, and I'm not trying to bail LeBron out. He don't need me to bail him out. Hey, fellas, I just want to add a little bit of little bit of, of humor to to what we're talking about now. Um, I believe on this day, well, not on this day, but in 2004, Kobe gave Dwight, uh, uh, then rookie Dwight Howard, a good old Dunkin' Donuts dunk to the face, right in the paint. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You, you, you do realize what that's called? Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to keep it PG-13 for the podcast. Oh, yeah, know? I mean, you know, that's an old D&B sandwich. <laughs> that's what that is—the D&B sandwich. But it, it makes it so funny because I'm watching it as you're saying it, and it's just like it's—it's it's just. How do you want your sandwich, sir? <laughs> sir? <laughs> you want lettuce on that? <laughs> what a what a what a uh, a hint of stank! Oh my goodness! You want me to shave the hair off right now or later? <laughs> what you want? <laughs> oh man. my goodness, man! So hilarious. Hey, man! I think I think like. For 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 them to be where they are, I mean, like we said, it's it's definitely definitely growing pains. Um, they definitely got some some work to do, gelling to do. I I agree with you, Jim. I think the addition of Tyson Chandler with Javale McGee, I mean, you're going to get defense on and off the floor at all times. One goes sit down. Now you got a, another big man coming up. And and Tyson Chandler is definitely better down low uh, as far as banging. So yeah, you know think, something. Go ahead, KG. Not to not, not to cut you off, BJ. You good? Uh, 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 
Tyson Chandler. How's Santa, how's Santa stop saying, you good, you good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, Tyson Chandler and, and JaVale McGee on the same team, that's a headache. And I don't mean that in a bad way. That I mean that as if you're go- coming into town or they're coming into town, the Lakers roll in and you're trying to start with a post game. You got two dudes. That's defense. They, they, they. All they th- think about is defense. Javale McGee is not looking to score. He's the Dennis Rodman type. So is Tyson Chandler. I remember Tyson Chandler in high school. I've seen him play at Dominguez. Come down, put the ball behind his back, shoot from NBA range, knock down a shot. But when he came to the league, he couldn't do that. He changed his whole entire game. Next thing you know, he's defensive player of the year. He's got a ring. I mean, that's gonna be a headache. Once they get everything, like y'all said, you got to jail. But once they get everything together, this team is going to be scary. They're not going to win 70. They might barely win 55, 60. But they're going to be scary. I definitely agree. Right now they're sitting yeah. at 7 and 6. Um, eighth in the Western Conference. And like I said, it's – that's scary to think of. Like I said, they they're playing ball. They you know they're still trying to find their way. So you figure once they get to the playoffs, the playoffs is always a different story, and the matchups play a good a good role in, in, in the playoffs. And I think you know they're not on the level of Golden State, but I kind of think like Golden State they have a lot of matchup problems where you know especially like I say you know Jim say getting Tyson Chandler. Now you got. You know, somebody that can uh, very defensive minded and can bang down low, get you rebounds. Then you got Javel McGee, that's also defensive minded, but he's more athletic and he'll run the floor with you. And and you know, so it's just like you get you get the best of both worlds and two big men. It's like you know, and then you still got LeBron still coming up. You still got Lance Stevenson to play defense. Lonzo yep. Ball trying to find his footing. You know, Kyle Kuzma. So. They're sitting eighth right now. I think they're right where they want to be. It's still early in the season. Give them about, I think, about what, about, what did I say, about 20 more games we see the real Lakers if they don't make another big move. I, before All-Star break, you'll see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they don't make a move. But Let's go. Let, let me ask go a question before we go on. Go ahead. Uh, how long do you think – how long of a proverbial leash – is Luke Walton on? If you don't give Luke three years, then you should have you should have just went on and got rid of him. First of all, I was upset when so-called Magic talked to Luke about them losing. First of all, you should have went and talked to the King about missing two clutch free throws at the end of the game. That may have gave you one additional win. And then it kind of fell in the closeout in a couple of games where he was up and let somebody come from behind and win. So you actually you could be like three or maybe four games above five hundred, sitting pretty. I don't think you should even say anything to Luke Walton. You give him a bunch of guys that you put together, and he's trying to make it work. Magic, magic is 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 up echelon. He should have went straight to the king and said, "Hey, I can't afford to have you missing two free throws like this." Had if you scared to do it, had Kobe Bryant go up to him and say, "Look, man, you in L.A. You at least got to make one of the two. I, I, look, you can't put Luke Walton on a short leash. You you can't. Because then you, you basically just – you should have got rid of him. He, he lamed up. Should have got rid of him from the get-go. 
I agree with you wholeheartedly because I, Luke Luke showed that he could coach when he sat in for uh uh Steve Kerr out in Golden State. So he you know he can coach. I mean, look who his dad is. So but hey, but you go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. I was about to say, you know, Spud McKenzie could have coached that team, man. That team was just <laughs> like that. <laughs> but you know, this is Luke's third year. But this is his third year with a team. He doesn't have a young baby team. He has a leader now. Yep. It's a lot different. So man, who does that sound like in the NFL? That sounds like Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Let don't even get me started on that. We, we, moving right along. You know, I just I just like making comparisons, but I'm I'm with y'all. I think it's uh, it's unfair to Luke to basically here here go all the ingredients, but we're not even gonna let you turn the stove on and start cooking. But you know something? I think the best thing that could have been done was Magic going to Luke and saying, "Hey, yeah, we losing, but I know you haven't lost it, and you never know what was said behind closed doors. It may not have been a detrimental thing." As far as losing, it may have been, you know, hey, let's, you know, take a different approach, see what we got. Are the players working out for you? Do you need somebody else? It could have been one of those type of things. I don't see Magic going and saying, Luke, you about to foul this whole thing up. I think it's more of a, look, we can get this done. You tell me what you need. I'll go get it. Also, you got to consider this was pre-Tyson Chandler. They were playing small ball at this time. Yeah. So, I think – I think somebody probably wised up and said, you know what, we need another big man to actually be able to uh, defend and give us a chance, a mobile big man. Because if that were the case, they really could have just rolled with Zubak. But Zubak a little slow foot. He's young. He got a nice little baby hook shot and a little jump shot. But um, when you need somebody to know the game, I think – I hope Luke was like, yeah, if any big man that comes free, we're going to pick him up. And Tyson Chandler just happened to be the guy. But remember, uh, if you if you think back to when they were putting this team together in the offseason, they were in love with the idea of small ball. I think they were thinking um, magic in, in the 80s with the Lakers playing center. And remember, the, you know, some of the rumors was like, hey, you know, LeBron at center. And, you know, you put together a squad and run small ball. And – you could probably do that against some teams, you know, yeah. you know, a, so, a, a soft team, you know, you could, you could probably do that team, but not a lot of height. You could probably run LeBron at four exactly. or five and, and do that, but you, you can't do it against everybody. You have to still have a, a well-balanced team that can come out there. If you need to play big ball, you can play big ball, you know, but you got to be versatile. It's, uh, I haven't watched, many Laker games, so I need you to fill me in, Jim, and uh, please don't fall down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> but has um has has Maurice Wagner been playing? Nah, he hasn't played yet. Um, I think he's down the, uh, the G League. Um, uh, Bonga's down the G League. You know, I don't think they're probably looking too much out of Mo. I wait for them to bring him up though, just to see what he can do. Um, I suspect they're going roll probably with Savi uh, Mikhailu, the kid from Kansas, only because he's a he has a nice jump shot and he could become a threat. and And I hope they run with Savi before they even consider trading for Kyle Corver or um, or Carmelo Anthony 
because both of them guys can't play defense. I'd rather roll with a young guy who with a nice jump shot and try to build his confidence up and hey, who's willing to play defense on the other end. Well, uh, if you want a, a, a guy that like that, I'm going to say a name. You may not agree with me, but I don't think he should have ever been out the league, and that's Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette is what J.J. Reddick was at Duke, and he was doing it in the league. So I so I, I if I watched I read I saw the article where he dropped seventy five. Is it because competition is less? It, 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 now the question is: Is the NBA just too big of a stage for him? But that's just it. Jimmer is like the white version of Isaiah Thomas. He gets traded and every he's packaged and moved around so daggone much he can never settle in. When he was in Chicago, I thought that was going to be the spot for him because we were missing Kyle Korver. And we needed a shooter. He was our shooter. And they didn't re-sign him. They just let him walk out the door. Well, it might be something we don't know, fellas, because you just don't let, you know, good talent exactly across season playing China. So it, it could be something behind closed doors that we don't know about Jimmer that, that you know, may be a reason why he's not in the NBA right now. So – uh, fellas, we gotta move on to the next topic, and um, let's let's move to the seventy uh, sixes making the Jimmy Butler trade official. Uh, as a Wizards <laughs> fan, man, you just shake your head because it seems like like right now the Wizards is that car. If you're riding on four ninety five, that's riding in the left lane doing forty nine, and you and you're you're like the twentieth car back, and you can see around the cars, and you see this one car up there doing forty nine. And if you're in that wizard's car, you you look on your in your right right mirror and you see a car has to be doing 90, 100, and it just flies past you. That's every other team in the East right now. So the Wizards get Butler on top of having Embiid, on top of having uh, Ben Simmons, on top of having Marquis Fox, and on JJ Reddick. I mean, in y'all opinion, does that put them ahead of Boston? I mean, because we just talked about it now. You still got to give them time to gel together just because you put Jimmy Butler on the team. Now another now Jimmy Butler got to shoot the ball. So how do y'all rank Philadelphia as far as with that move? Mm. You want to take that one first, Jim? Yeah. I, of course, it's going to take time for them to gel. But they got rid of uh, Sarek, I think, and Covington. Mm-hmm. So those the shots that the shots that they lost that they put up, that's automatically going to uh Butler. And at the same time, that probably puts it probably takes the pressure off of Ben Simmons of shooting a jump shot too. And then you put JJ Reddick on the other side. So this is gonna be um take it to the hole and dish it back out. And Jimmy Butler should be wide open. And to be honest, I watched the Sixers tonight. They won, but I was expecting to see Jimmy Butler. So I don't know when he's going to show up for the 76ers. So wait, wait, wait. I think they said, I think they said it's supposed to be later this week. Okay. Ben Simmons is 6'10, and he's a 6'10 point guard. Uh, Yeah, 6'9. Jesus. But he can't can't shoot, or he won't shoot. Well, with this addition of Jimmy Butler, I mean, this is. Nothing new. Y'all know how I feel about Jimmy Buckets. You know how I feel about him. But him coming in with this team, you got Joel Embiid. You got Ben Simmons. 
You still got uh Mark Hill Fultz. You got JJ Reddick. He's gonna start, but he's gonna be with uh Marco Bellinelli was for them last year, that clutch shooter. Because he's somebody Jimmy G buckets and the G stands for gets. He earned that name because he gets buckets. He can close out a game. This is another weapon that they well, have. Well, and, and hopefully, I, I hate to see one athlete pout, pout around and, you know, obviously don't want to play. You saw that in Minnesota a little bit, and I don't like that. So, hopefully, now that he get he's out of Minnesota, for whatever reasons, he didn't want to be with Minnesota, whatever his reasons were, hopefully being on a Philadelphia squad with potentially – that, that I think that move is 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 Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. for us. I mean, right now, right now it's Philly and Boston, or Philly and t- the three teams that that's vying for the East Finals right now is Philly, Toronto, and Boston. And Boston's not looking too hot right now. And we're gonna get to a, you know a, a, a key component to that in a minute. Or right, that's going our next subject. But I think you know Philly's looking to make that move. They couldn't get past. Um, they couldn't get past with Boston mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, they couldn't get past Boston last year. They, you know, they were just they just couldn't. They were just short, and Boston had too much firepower. So I think, like all the the the, the, the all the NBA teams are, are trying to replicate the Warriors as best they can, is to have as much firepower as humanly possible. So it'll be interesting to see with the seventy. I think. My opinion, I think that puts them in the Eastern Conference. I think that's going to give them, because I think that's going to give them the edge, more of an edge, and more of a, a tenacity, more, more, you know, go get them, more of an attitude. And I, I, I don't think it's, you know, they, you know, need some time to gel them with the team. But I don't think it's going to be long. I think he'll fit right in. You know something? You said something about the Warriors, and this is just my opinion. And y'all tell me if y'all agree or not. If you know. The, you know, when Steph Curry walk on the on the court, his range starts. His range starts when he walks into the arena. You know, he can hit from anywhere. Why not? And this is – you have to be conditioned to do this. I know it doesn't – you can't do it in the middle of the season. You have to do this starting in training camp. You have to do this during the summer. Bring the old school Nolan Richardson, 40 minutes of hell, full court press the whole entire game. Do not – I'm talking about being Steph and Clay's shirt. Whatever happened to playing defense like that on shooters? Like, you give these guys too much leeway, you sagging back on, on on in zones and stuff like that, and they're killing you. It's a way to beat Golden State, and it's not outscoring. It's not roughing them up. It's got to be playing old-fashioned, lockdown, hard-nosed defense. I'm talking Duke floor-slapping type defense. Well, bro, I mean, the easy answer to that is the NBA is soft. You're not gonna have no, you're not gonna have that at all. Yeah. I mean, they barely play half. Yeah. You know, they they barely do that now. I mean, you're not gonna get, you know, even though it, it does, it hasn't been tried. And I would like to see, you know, a team pester Golden State like that just to get them off their rocker, be a little bit physical with them all the way up mm-hmm. the court. But then you got to think of what you're doing to your your team as far as energy-wise on offense. So, you know, it's, it's pros and cons but see, to that. I definitely, I definitely get what you're but saying. But with, with playing that, that, that full-court rugged defense, like with that, you got to play a half-court 
offense. I'm talking about slow the game down. Instead of taking shots within four or five seconds of the 24 shot second shot clock, I'm talking about bang that thing down to like three and two and shooting and getting good clean shots. I'm talking about working the ball around, but then using your muscle on the inside. So if you miss, you know you got the rebound. You know you can neutralize Draymond Green on the boards. You know you can stop KD. Stuff like that. You can, Because KD is tall and lanky. Put body on him. Stop him. Keep him out of the lane. Well, I, hey, I think to do that, like I said, you got to worry about the energy factor. And I think to do that, you got to have a, you got to have be five or six deep on your bench. Yeah. So yeah. if you run that, yeah, if you run that, then you got to have two or three people every cup every two or three minutes ready to sub out. But. Because that, that's that's tiring, yeah. especially with the Warriors. Not only can they shoot, but they cut well and they move yes, they well. Do. So one mess up on that full court press, and somebody's open for a three, or somebody's dunking the ball. Yeah, it's just, it's a conditioning thing. So you don't have to. I mean, you still gonna have a deep bench. I say you say three or four. Now nah, I'm saying going seven to eight deep because you got to have a deep bench, but you got to have those defensive stops. Which, Name me a team right now, part besides the Warriors, that go seven or eight deep. Nobody anymore. Everybody yeah. plays like Phil Jackson in the playoffs. Um, our next. Uh, no, nah, I must say I got a question. Do you really think that once Philadelphia jails, they could beat Boston in the playoffs, knowing that they didn't have they Gordon Haywood or uh, Kyrie last year? These guys gained some experience. And Jason Tatum and uh, and Brown and Rozier, you really think the Philadelphia can beat Boston in a in a playoff series? I'm I, I'm gonna say yes to that because if you give me if you have me weigh Gordon Hayward and Jimmy Butler, I'm taking Jimmy Butler all day. So I think with at them adding Jimmy Butler, I think they win that war between the shooting guards. So like I said, if you go back to that series last year. Philadelphia was just an elbow short. They just could not in the last couple of minutes. It was a couple of games they had, mm-hmm. and just Boston came back and took it. They didn't have a gas. They didn't have that extra player. And I think Jimmy Butler gives them that. Like his defense, give me Jimmy Butler. Hayward might be a better shooter, but you know, going to the hole just like 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 KG said, getting buckets. I'm going with Jimmy Butler. You know, I, I like I said, you you go get what you're missing, and I think Philadelphia got what they were missing in the playoffs last yeah. year. <laughs> Fellas, our next and final topic on the NBA tonight. Then I'm gonna unveil the uh, the junkie surprise for tonight. <sighs> Carmelo Anthony, um, his reps are currently supposed to be looking for a new team. Um, I believe he's out tonight with a uh, quote-unquote illness again, right, KG? Uh, illness. Um, 34 years old. He's shooting 40.5% from field, 30.8% from three-point land. If you're Carmelo Anthony, um, I've been reading some articles. They say the top landing spots for Carmelo Anthony, Golden State, L.A., the 76ers, and San Antonio. And the final spot is the retire. If Now, don't get me wrong. 
no one's I don't think Carmelo Anthony's gonna turn down money. So if somebody wants to sign him, I think he's gonna go. But I think and I agree with uh I believe it was Max Kellerman today um talking that basically like somebody needs to take responsibility. And I know Dwayne Wade say earlier that Carmelo's being made out to be the scapegoat. But I'm sorry. From New York to Oklahoma City to now, it's 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 a pattern. It's it stats don't lie. The, your work, your base of work don't lie. And it started to go down here in New York. Um he showed little to nothing in Oklahoma, and now he's making the Rockets worse. So you had a team last year that with Chris Paul hurt almost beat Golden State. With James Harden and that team alone. So you're not going to tell me that, you know what I'm saying, that that, that team can't ball. The team can ball. But is Carmelo Anthony done, fellas? And if, if, he, if you don't think he is, where is a good fit for Carmelo Anthony? Because he just he just went to the Rockets in a, a perfect situation where Atlanta bought him out. He cashed in. He went to play with his homeboy, Chris Paul. And that didn't work out. And it doesn't have the drive and, and the, the will to play with your best friend and your boy on a championship contending team. Then who is going to who who's going to motivate them? Yeah, I don't know who. Hopefully, it's not the Lakers. <laughs> because I'm I'm gonna say number one, the Rockets probably wish they went on to play uh, Trevor Ariza fifteen million dollars or somewhere close to it because he would have provided them the offense and defense. Uh, secondly, like I say, I hope he doesn't come with the Lakers. Um, we are struggling on defense. There's no need to make it worse. Uh, I don't think you should take him for the Wizards. I don't think – there's no way in the world I see Pop signing Carmelo, knowing he doesn't play defense. So he may be at number five, just go ahead and retire. But somebody's willing to take him and give him a shot. I know somebody will. You know what? I'm gonna say it, and you say who can who can motivate them? Send them to Charlotte. Who else can get Brooklyn to them? But, shoe balls? Exactly, but you know they got a relationship. It's not a a a, a Kobe Michael relationship, but they have a relationship where they talk, and I think that might be what he needs. But okay, uh, I I did I did say if he come to the Lakers, he would be with his boy LeBron. But then you probably need Kobe to come in and help him get him motivated. That's the only them two talking to him. That's the only way I, I see it. But I would even if Kobe smile, he'd be like, "Look, don't even sign him. <laughs> don't even, don't do it." Uh, I, I I don't I, I I truly don't have an answer for where Carmelo could go next. Um, what go? I mean, Golden State would they be willing to take their chance? No. That's a headache. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they got yeah, they I got mean, enough quality players as it is. But that's what I'm saying. They got enough quality players and Steve Kerr that he's not going to matter anyway. They'll just release him. They, they're not going to play that, that game with Carmelo Anthony. Either you're going to come in. We know you can't play defense, or you're not going to. You're going to come in, give us 10 to 20 points, play hard, play ball, because your, your teammates know if you're playing hard or not, give it 100%. But – you you know you're not gonna come in and dick us around. Mm-hmm. Um, L.A. I don't think LeBron wants to deal with that. I mean, 
but but the sad thing is he's Carmelo Anthony, and some greedy owner up here is going to want to sell seats because you can't tell me you're signing Carmelo Anthony to win because that's what the Rockets did. And before they even played the game, he was complaining about being uh, not starting. He was, you know, he was joking, but he was dead serious. Like, I'm not coming off the bench. I'm like, have you seen your play in the last couple of years? Like, and, 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 and don't get it wrong with Carmelo. We know he can ball, but it's just like, where is it? What happened? What ha- I don't want to, I don't care about hoodie, hoodie mellow or braided mellow. I don't care about any of that. What happened to your love and passion for basketball? What happened to that? That it just, it's hard to see that. You, you're talking about somebody was mentioned in the same breath with LeBron James and now probably not even mentioned in the same breath as, uh, I mean, it's plenty of other players you take right now with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, but think about it, though. In his mind, and I think in everybody else's mind, he, the man that won, the man that made 27 million or 26 million without doing nothing but complain. <laughs> so he he's winning. So now it's just about him probably just making a few extra dollars and probably not caring about I, I think if he even start him, he's still gonna complain. But in my eyes, the guy won. He got twenty million dollars, twenty six million dollars. Yep, he's set. If he's not blowing his money, you know, he's set. But like I, I, I think there's a good chance that he gets signed again. I think so too. Why I wouldn't know. I wouldn't doubt it. <sighs> Maybe Miami. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it, like I said, where are you going to go at this point where you you're leaving a championship contending team? But wait, and you and you botched that. Where are you going? Wait, go? wait, wait. You know what his career earnings are? Two hundred and thirty-two million dollars. Well, I mean, and and he got he got. Is that counting? No, that's just, this is just NBA money. He got twenty six million last season from Oklahoma City. Then he got twenty five million from uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Still in. No, I thought the Atlanta Hawks paid the rest of the salary from. No, Oklahoma. no, 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 no. He yeah. this, his salary for last season was twenty six. He still had another twenty five to go. Then he signed okay. a, uh, oh my god! I'm just, he signed a two million dollar ca- uh, contract with the Rockets, so that's guaranteed money. And then they, I about to say they're gonna buy him out. He's gonna get that, and then he probably goes somewhere else to sign a veteran minimum. And that's I mean, three hundred thousand. He's uh, not hurting well, for money. Nah, he's not. Um, Last but not least, Wizards moved to three and nine, uh, one seventeen, one oh nine, victory against the Magic. I think this is the second time in the last couple of days they beat the Magic. Um, next up for them, the Cavs. They got the Cavs, the Nets, and Portland. Um, they've already beat Portland, so if they win three, they they'll pull to six and nine and still be three games below five hundred. If they win this, and and real quick, fellas, and they will move on to the surprise. Um, if they win these next three and six or nine, are you still looking to break this team up? No. 
Uh, yeah, depending. You said the next game is the, the who? Portland. They got the Caval the Cavaliers, the Nets, and then Portland. If they lose to the Cavaliers, the Nets, then yeah, I may look forward to breaking this team up. Yeah, now they do. You lose. Said that the the quality, yep, a quality of opponent. I'm glad you said that. But now your your original question was if they won these three games. Can you break the no. break? Now it depends. Now how 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 big is the wins against New Jersey? It doesn't nah, matter. You can't. I don't. I don't. I don't. No, no. I don't care. A no, you, no, win. it's not. Not in this case. You can't creep out of there with a one point win over Cleveland. I'm not accepting that. I'm not taking that. Well, and I, the Bulls well, beat Cleveland by one point the other night, and that pissed me off. Everybody all happy. I'm like, well, how are you happy? What is there to be happy about? It's no moral victories. I, I think if they win all three games, they earned an additional ten to fifteen games to play together. You know, it's like you 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 gotta earn it. If they lose one of these three games, and it and it's not not Portland, yeah, then I'm having an issue. But if they win all three, they earned another ten to fifteen additional games together. Agreed. You playing on 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 a. On a uh, kind of sort of like a need to know basis, you we'll let you know when you're going to be traded, and we might let yep. you know after we pull the let trigger. Me, well, let me tell you why I think even if they win these three games, I think they still need to make a move, and it's I think it's going to be Otto Porter. Um, if it if it's Bill, I would be surprised if it's Bill or Wall, but you need to make room on the team. You got Kelly Oubre sitting behind that. That he plays very well. If he it gets thrust into the spotlight and um, starting, he, has, he really having too many injury issues. Otto's been hurt a lot. So if you could get something for Otto now, with the contract, with the fifteen percent kicker, I, I would say put a package together. That way you make some more space on your team. You get some more young young legs in there. You get Troy Brown on the court. Um, you know you still got. Um, Rivers and uh, Uncle Jeff Green on coming off the bench. The Whites, you know, for the, you know, being back for what, a week or two now. He's playing pretty good. You know, he's giving you some decent numbers. He's got to work his way back in. So I'm saying if I'm Ernie Grunfield, I'm still looking. I'm still looking because this team, like I said, you just don't flip a switch for effort. And this team has been lacking effort. And And they show it on the floor. They show it in the body language. So, I, I, they, you know, I know they keep saying, well, you know, we start slow, you know, last year. This, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know, you're losing, you know, the teams that you shouldn't be losing to and you, you, the effort's not there. That's my problem. So, enough on the Wizards. Let's get to the, the surprise. Um, yesterday after the Redskins game, Redskins win. Uh, but Josh Norman you know, out of frustration and um, called out the Redskins fans. Um, we basically said he'd rather play all of the games away, you know, because of what the Red, what they go through with the Redskins fans at FedEx Field. And, you know, we've done a show on the problems at FedEx Field. I think that contributes to a lot of the frustration. And now this team has been – this team is 6-3, and three, and I want to say this is the first time they have this record – it's been a long time. Uh, yeah, I had, excuse me, I just saw the year and it just disappeared. I read it earlier. I meant to write it down. 
but it's been a long time since the Redskins been in first place and been in first place in the division and had a big game coming up, okay? Here's my challenge. Josh, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We, the sideline junkies, will be at the Houston Texans game Sunday. In support of the first place Washington Redskins, we will be there in full support. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to lobby on social media all week to fill FedEx Field with burgundy and gold and and no other colors. There shouldn't be no Houston. If it's Houston Texans fans in there, they should be getting heckled and bothered until they want to leave. All right? When y'all are on defense, we're going to make it hell of a loud so Houston can't hear. And when the offense at work, we're going to be quiet as a church mouse. But we with you 100%. Go out there, get another interception, make some plays. We will be there. We're going to document um, on Instagram Live and Facebook Live. We're going to take plenty of photos. We're going to come to you with halftime analysis of the game. So make sure you got your, your popcorn ready. Make sure you got you subscribe to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the Sideline Junkies. And we will keep you up to date as we're at the game. So how does that sound, fellas? That sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Hey, that's all we got. We appreciate you listening, taking the time out to listen to us. Uh, like us any all the time. If you got any questions, um, if you're on Anchor, you can send us a, a, a message. We would love to put that on the air. Um, you can email us at sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Uh, we also live at sidelinejunkies.com. We're going to update that. Um, Kevin, where else we at social uh, media? You can catch us, uh, sideline junkies 247 at gmail.com. Uh, shoot, Twitter, sideline junkies, Facebook, sideline junkies, colon podcast, Instagram, sideline junkies, uh, anchor, podbean, Apple, uh, iTunes, Google Play, all that. Any platform, we on 13 different platforms, y'all. It's no excuse. Hey, that's that's all we got for tonight. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll be back uh, this week with some more NBA talk, some more Redskins updates. So um, set your notifications on Anchor, Apple to, Apple iTunes, wherever you listen to us at, so you you know when the next show is popping. Until then, I'm BJ, Jim, KG. Pleasure, always a pleasure, guys. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Until the next time. <laughs>